But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. January 6th, 2020. If you are hearing this, we have not been arrested by the Trump administration. We will post this once a week from this point forward as long as that remains true. You've all been mailed a package. Should we not deliver an episode next Monday or the following Monday or the following Monday, we need you to mail that package out to the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times, the Onion, Huffington Post, um... BuzzFeed. Why the onion? You're going to negate the... You've never done this before. And that much is clear. I require $200,000 in uh, non-sequential $100 bills, unmarked, brand new. If there is an ink pad, exploding ink thing in there, um, I will kill the hostage. Baron Trump. That's all over the place. You got to pick a direction with this sort of thing you can't just um you've mixed every like movie cliche thing together this is the dismal tide we don't we're not supposed to be you know oh yeah this is the dismal tide you know i i've listened to every episode after we do it at least once sometimes twice we never like never say our names at the beginning of the show ever that's uh, you have to subscribe to this it's not like uh it's because the dismal tide is bigger than us it's like the radio. It's if you're subscribed to the show, you had to go, you had to type it into your phone and then and then click subscribe. So or Spotify, or, or wherever Spotify. you get Stitcher. Either, either way, like the information is available to anyone who wants it. This like pre-internet, and if you were just listening to the radio, you would have absolutely no idea uh, who or what anyone was doing. It, it, like that's why they had to do a. Um, when they're interviewing someone in like, and uh, just go, and once again, my uh, guest is of course, Joel Austin. They would have to do that constantly on the radio and say what time it was. Well, every time they come in and leave uh, on the radio, they, they say what the show is. Mike Missanelli says his name 30 times an hour. That's, that's radio, baby. That's just what, that, that's how it, that's how it's done. That's me. Brendan speaking, by the way. Um, that's, Mike, we're going to edit this back in together. Uh, Brendan here Wait, saying that wanna, Mike Missanelli says his name, and I'm not Mike Missanelli. You want to do weather and traffic too? Um, I don't drive. We could do subway updates. Oh, yeah, for all of our <laughs> New York-based listeners. Yeah, <laughs> we have less New York-based listeners than anything else. We have more people that listen in Milwaukee than in uh, the greatest city uh, on earth, which is Bordentown City. And that was Brendan again. Uh, 5.21 p.m., currently 43 degrees. Feels like 37. Uh, Got a nine-mile-an-hour easterly wind. Mm. What's it looking like tomorrow? Tomorrow, uh, high of 43, low of 34. Any chance of rain? Uh, 41% chance of rain. Mm. Uh, But that doesn't really pick up until about uh, 10 p.m., so... Okay, and it's New York City, so there's traffic everywhere. Don't drive. And that's traffic. I have to traffic. look up. I have to get on ways. I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, tunnels are backed up. I like that. Uh, it's been a while since we did just a you and I episode. That's right. But here we are, and again, I'm Brendan, and that's Mike. Mm-hmm. Doing that every two minutes now. What have you been up to? How's uh, how's life been? I haven't seen you in a couple days. That's right, I've been out and about, I've had myself a new year, uh, well we've recorded since the new, uh, no, we didn't, we recorded right before. Yeah, right before. We, we spoke with Jeff, but since then, uh, I haven't been up to, been, uh, been doing some cooking, been trying to work my way through uh, Marcella Hazan's uh, Essentials of Italian Cooking. Um, Who is Marcella Hazan? Uh, she wrote two Italian cookbooks and then merged them into one Italian cookbook in like 1992. And it is one of the uh, uh, one of the cookbooks. 
Uh, that reminds me, we have to give this Nixon book to Joe. I forgot about that. Oh, that's fine. It was offered to him. I um, well, we watched a lot of Sopranos. Oh, that's good. Um, I have not. Mikel Arteta has been doing a pretty good job as Arsenal manager. Two what? wins on the trot. He lost that Chelsea game though, and that was the only one I watched. So. Uh that's that was his first one. I thought it was his second. It was second. No, yeah, you're right. He drew the first one. So that was why the was, second. Why was the two nil result against Manchester United? Uh, to quote you, the best this team has looked in what two years, three years? Doing later? all the little things right. Hard work, closing okay. down, making all. Uh, uh, was it a road game? No, it was home. But okay, but they it did absolutely everything. Uh, per, it, th- there was a there was a coherent plan that they stuck to, and everybody worked extremely hard. Good. All right. Yeah, because I I mean I watch enough soccer to know that like a two 0 result it's a pretty good game. It's uh. But but to call it a two nil win at home the best this team has looked in two years, I was interested, you know? But yeah, it's uh Arteta the pressing uh is is working much, much better. Today against Leeds wasn't very good. Um Did they lose today? No, they, they won, but um the whole first half they just got overrun by Leeds. Uh, I think around the twenty minute mark, uh Leeds had, had sixty five percent of the ball, something like that. Um but they're, I mean, it's he had to. It's an FA Cup game against a much weaker opposition, or presumably much weaker opposition. Leeds are in the championship, so they had to rotate. You know, uh, there's currently only one fit right back, so um, Socrates had to go out and play right back, who is just a cinder block of a man who uh, got moved to a position where uh, you're usually a uh, much uh, smaller, uh, faster, skillful player. Uh, so things like that. But um, Rob Holding has first start in some time because uh, he's still working his way back from an ACL injury. Uh, his passing was absolutely terrible. Um, but it's a long way back for him. It's hard to tell your ACL, especially when you're uh, just starting to get good at your job because you're 21 or 22, whatever. But all the same, Reese Nelson managed to score a very uh, uh, scrappy goal. But you know what? They all count. And Arsenal advance in the FA Cup to the fifth fifth round? It's third round or fourth round? I have no clue. I don't know. In any case, Arsenal advance. Um, didn't look good, but you know what? When all the first-choice players are out there, they do. And then what else we got going on with you? You got uh, Mike McCarthy agreeing to take the job in Dallas. Which sucks, I'd imagine. That's true. At this point, I have, uh, I I don't live and die with the Dallas Cowboys at this point in my life because out of self preservation as much as anything else, it's the same reason I don't watch many Knicks games. You can't watch Knicks games, yeah. And but it's it's frustrating because like sometimes you'll the the Knicks will win, but even then it's just like there's not much to see there. You know, it is disappointing when you're just go when you're like, I don't know, the Cowboys, I don't know what they're doing. They're garbage anymore. And then they go out and just stomp the Rams. And they go like, oh, I probably should have watched that one. Um, I don't, but, it, it, having Ezekiel Elliott on your team and hiring a coach who, who got fired basically because he didn't run the ball when he had Aaron Rodgers um, and a very good running back, Aaron Jones, basically fired because of that. He couldn't run the ball for three years, and the offense just got worse and worse. Putting him with Ezekiel Elliott doesn't make sense to me. Jerry Jones is a dying man who uh, has completely lost whatever touch he had, and he and that was true years ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, very true. And he was owner when they won with Troy Aikman, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How long has he owned is he your whole life? Owned the Cowboys? I believe so. Okay, uh, I think he bought them in the the late eighties, but. He is just... No one there knows what they're doing. Jerry Jones younger than you'd think. He's 77. No, that's about right. That's, that's a, about where I'd imagine. Uh, I didn't a, expect he was 80 yet, but like close makes a lot of sense to me. $8.4 billion as of October. Jerry's worth. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jerry bought the Cowboys on February 25th, 1989. From H.R. Bumbright for $140 million. Made a bit of a 
turn around. Soon after the purchase, he fired longtime coach Tom Landry. To that point, the only coach in the team's history. But he replaced him with Jimmy Johnson. See, that is the sort of uh, cutthroat uh, uh, dealings that you need to do. Jason Garrett got coddled for a decade. He had that job way too long. He had that job way too long. Is it easy to fire Tom Landry? No. But it should be much harder to fire Tom Landry than it is to <laughs> to fire Jason Garrett. And he couldn't bring himself to fire Jason Garrett. I, on the other hand, am just slowly being heartbroken by the Sixers. Uh, Embiid quoted this week as saying, the losing is taking a toll on me after losing four straight. The team clearly just, it doesn't work. Whatever they've got going on. And I don't know what order to trade and upgrade personnel, in, but I think that maybe you try and trade Horford for a shooter of any kind. Um, and you can't trade Simmons until you, you give another coach a try. Um, it just kind of, for me, the Sixers' problems come down to uh, a bit just Ben Simmons uh, not respecting the coach enough to shoot it seven times a game, which the coach is telling him to do all the time, and he just won't. And it's like, you know, you got if they're not listening to the coach, like on such a basic level, like I understand you're uncomfortable, but like this doesn't work if none of us shoot. And uh, I'm no basketball genius. However, I think that you should shoot the ball. It's crazy. And it's when like you play basketball. When he was growing up sh- playing basketball, like he wasn't taking jump shots. Like, yeah, he wasn't tall enough to dunk his whole life. Like, At some seriously. point, like he lost his ability to shoot. Whoa! See that? Look at that. Are you yeah. allowed to? Yeah. But the hey. puck into the goal. That's wild. Oh, I, it was apparently a no goal. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, we got distracted because uh, um, around the horn is on. I got it on mute. Uh, Apple TV? Uh, no way to mute the Apple TV. You got to turn the volume all the way down. If you ask uh, Siri to mute the TV, you just won't do it. Uh, and then on the other side of my, my sports is the Niners are the one seed, and they await the Vikings next week. I have high hopes for this game. That's right. Though the Vikings look pretty good the other day. Uh, now that all of... Uh, well, I asked this on Twitter and said, uh, who will be the, uh, the the team of Trump now that... Um, now that the Patriots are out, and uh, Mike uh, Mike Whalen had said the the Saints because people only know quarterbacks and Drew Brees' connection to focus on the family, uh, and that uh, bring your Bible to school day uh, video would get would be the thing that got got brought up. Okay, um, you said Tennessee. I except, said Tennessee, or maybe that, the Chiefs. Uh, but I can't think of any outspoken Tennessee players in any way. No, I even looked up their coach, like Mike Vrabel, Donald Trump, and nothing came up. Yeah, Vrabel. Um, I mean, Vrabel looks like as much of a football coach as anyone possibly could. Um, yes, but apparently, in the off season, he was quoted as saying, "I will, I will cut my dick off for a uh, championship." And his wife like tweeted in response, "He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know." If. Uh, fortunately for him, no one will ever hold him to it. No, he can offer his dick, and it won't matter. No way to prove it helps. No one would take that deal. Because what to to what end? You know who benefits from this? Certainly not Mike Vrabel. Well, he does. I guess he gets his championship in the end. But like, then who asked for who asked for the dick? <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm always asking, Mike. Now this now maybe someone powerful in ways that we don't understand. Maybe a a, a sort of um, it's a very Game of Thronesy sort of like king's blood sacrifice yes. sort of the king's yeah. dick in the fire Satan himself or other sorts of dark forces a sort of uh a yellow king kind of character <laughs> that uh you talk about kakosa i think about that one all the time the old black woman oh, it just, she it just has it like, a, the coughing fit yeah you talking about kakosa no kakosa Carcosa, Carcosa. She she was a fan though. She liked him. She likes the Dismal Tide. No, not she. That woman's fictional, but oh, okay. she was a fan of Carcosa though. She, I think she was just scared of Carcosa. I don't know. The We're way she was talking about the audio of talking about 
what she said. You talking about Carcosa? I think she seemed to like uh, talk about him very in in high regard, as I recall. She loves the Yellow King. That's right. All right. I don't. And I just thought he did some good stuff for some people. If you were especially <laughs> uh, horny and dangerous, it, uh, Carcosa worked for uh, for you. I mean, I guess they all worked for him, but uh, but he he worked. For, um, by the way, I love. Um, all of the uh, replies to all the, the many uh, pedos and sickos um, on Twitter, and people just replying with stuff with pictures of <laughs> of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> from True Detective. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite things. That or when um when he told that woman to kill herself and then left the room, and like I uh, when he's like telling her what to write. <laughs> oh right, right. Um, and people just keep on like replying with with that, and that's how you escape the ban, and it is how you make a very strong point. That is how you do it. You do, well, uh, what's his name? Will Menneker used to tweet out that uh, Anton Shigurgi. Yeah, hold still. Yeah, hold, hold still. Apparently, a thing people will do is, uh, um, apparently this is also something that uh, like a bunch of uh, 4chan Nazis do, is they'll just like DM you a picture of a hammer. <laughs> but I really, I gotta say... Full credit there. I like that a lot. That's effective. <laughs> well, you you still ascribe to the uh, subscription model of threats online. If you pay your nine ninety nine a month, that's right. I you think, can threaten people on the I, internet. I think if you uh, if if you pay some token amount of money, that you get to just say whatever you want. Well, I'm gonna say this. Time for a segue. Time for baby. a segue, baby. I'm, I was playing music in my head. Actually, the uh, t- I played the uh, the the Jeopardy uh, Daily Double um, sound. I played in my head uh, Fantasy Lens by the Screaming Humans. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly neither of those songs we've chosen. Well, mine's not really a song; it's more of a sound effect. I'm pretty sure we've already used Fantasy Lens by the Screaming Humans. Well, check the playlist. All right, well, we got two things in particular. We also have a lot of housekeeping to do this week. There's some like really good old stories, so depending on how quick or slow we get through everything, we might be hitting some stuff that's like a week or two old, but still kind of worth mentioning. Um, but right at the tippy top is a person who is on apparently your favorite show, Cheating at DraftKings, and I don't know as much about this as you do, so I'd, uh, I will hear the reins and take them. Ple- and, no, you got to take them. This is brought to my attention by Twitter's own Sex J. Uh, Bachelor Star wins one million on DraftKings collusion allegations fly. I'm reading this from usbets.com. It's the most dramatic millionaire maker ever. And now the daily fantasy sports community is sniffing the final rose, and something doesn't smell right. This is good. This is gonna go fucking Pulitzer. <laughs> Jade Roper Tolbert. A former contestant on the reality series The Bachelor finished first in DraftKings massive twenty dollar buy in GPP. That's a guaranteed prize pool for you uh, plebs, for plebs who don't know anything about daily fantasy tournament for the wild card round of the NFL playoffs, collecting a cool million bucks. What seemed at first glance like a feel good story and a jolt of positive publicity for the DFS industry quickly turned, however, into a major controversy. Contro- controversy. Controversy. Ugh. Controversy. Couldn't say the word. I'm. I've been like 
My jaw's been clenching on a lot of like S sounds. Kind of refresh. Can't do it. You got too much spit in your mouth. That's what I'm always saying. I think you hold too much spit in the mouth. I have an autoimmune disease, I think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Brain tumor. I have an autoimmune disease. Don't make fun of me. Uh, Roper Talbert. Yeah, just get to rough, what she did. Rough to be referred to by your two last names when they're when they're those. Um, Roper Tolbert is married to former Bachelorette contestant Tanner Tolbert. Again, Ooh. not a name that I enjoy saying. They met in 2016 on Bachelor in Paradise and now have two kids. And whereas DraftKings rules allow players to enter the Millie Maker up to 150 times, allegations of collusion are flying after internet sleuths noticed that both Tolberts had entered 150 lineups and certain patterns to their respective lineup builds suggest a couple coordinating to generate 300 unique entries. Uh, And somebody did on Twitter in the replies to DraftKings congratulating someone on on breaching their terms of service (laughs) um, showed how uh, their lineups had were basically just perfect opposites of each other. So uh, basically guaranteeing that they would hit on something like just combine because uh, yeah, 150 entry max on on these twenty dollars, 150 entries. These two dedicated three grand to this. Yeah. And made a million dollars, at least a million. Yes. So, and again, it's uh, it's hard for most people to. You and I should do this. What are we thinking? Well, twenty-five cent tournament. First of all, actually, if we if we were trying to do this on twenty-five cent tournaments, if you want to collude on that, again, let's not really speak about it into the microphone. But uh, I'm. We won't do that. I promise. <laughs> Hypothetically, if we were to do that, um, something might happen, and if it does, so what. Speaking of which, did you see uh, my my girlfriend got me uh, uh, Jack uh, Garbarino's uh, movement book, the uh, fake um, uh, moving boxes, the the moving company uh, fitness guide Ugh, <laughs> from so Nathan fun. from Nathan for you. It's very good. It's so the book the book is, is just incomprehensible. It's it's so good. Uh, to what extent do you, is this like cheating cheating to you? Full on cheating because there's still probably eighty thousand entrants. In well, this tournament. anybody could do this. The difference is these are two people who uh, had the money in the first place. Now, not a million dollars, of course, but most couples can't risk three grand, and I think that's what people find so distasteful about it is that people who uh, people from television. Uh, who are probably get paid to post a picture on Instagram of them drinking uh, specific types of uh, water, um, uh, cheated a system <laughs> to, uh, uh, to to win. So it's not cheat like they didn't hack DraftKings. Right, they didn't hack it. It's like it's yeah, not, it's... it's not even as uh, egregious as when DraftKings employees were uh, <laughs> were cheating. Uh, which was uh, probably slightly more offensive. She should have probably, and who was it again? Jade Roper Tolbert. She should have probably never tweeted about it. Nobody said a word. Nope. Or she could have just made her name like mine and just been twenty five ounce Bud Light on there. Yeah. And then and nobody, none nobody would ever know. Well, you got to be your first and last name. Reality show people, everything they do has to be documented, and they couldn't just let it like. This never had to be brought up at all. Do you think they're going to make her give it back? Do you think they're going to counter sue? Or just sue, I guess? Oh, I'd be surprised if the funds were available right now. Right. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think she can transfer that to the, her bank just yet. Uh, but I, I think, uh, I'm sure this is pending investigation. I don't know if DraftKings has any obligation to ever tell us what happens, but it is a clear breach of terms of service. Yeah. I mean,. The only thing, when you sign up for any tournament on DraftKings, you have to know that there's a bunch of people doing exactly that. Like, they were dumb enough to get caught and have, like, coordinating names and bragging about it. Like, it was like, oh, my God, he told me not to start DK Metcalf. It's like, bitch, you put in 150 lineups. You're going to end up starting DK Metcalf in a couple spots. You better start DK Metcalf somewhere if you're trying to win. Uh, if, you, if you're yeah, submitting right? 300 different lineups. Oh, God. Uh, also, this Alex Baker... At awesome DFS. I'm pretty sure this girl was on the bachelor. I only know this because my girlfriend forces me to watch it. Shut up. 
Yeah, you just just allow your okay. Oh, oh, there you go. What somebody uh, replying to her saying that she her, was told that uh, uh, he she shouldn't play DK Metcalf and goes, but yet you played him at eighty eight percent and he played seventy eight percent. So like all of your lineups are, are available. Everyone can just search and see these things. Yeah, they're they're gonna get. They're probably gonna end up losing money on this. You have to hire a lawyer. This is stupid. Let's move on. <laughs> I love it because I really want to talk about uh, my new for this week. My favorite Twitter account. My favorite athlete Twitter account that I think maybe. All right. So like the great athlete Twitter accounts, Brandon McCarthy, number one. And I'm trying to think of like any others besides him that I like particularly enjoy following. Mm. But uh, third string running back for the San Diego Chargers, Justin Jackson, has been tweeting all week at Nira Tandon, and he just caught a block, I think, about 20 minutes ago. I, she said <laughs> – well, all right. Well, I'll read the thing, and then I'll explain why, why she chose to block him. I'm just going to read through uh, – just starting at the top, a couple of his tweets, his relevant tweets, and just, just go down and down. Um and basically the theme here is uh, he's got good politics because they're my politics. Um, yeah, and he's using his platform for this. Uh, Nier has been in politics for decades but can't handle a little cri- criticism on Twitter. LOL, wonder why the campaign she was advising on suffered a historic loss. Also look at her header photo, photo, which is her covering her face on a talk show. Where's the big one? It's in Slack. Hold on one second. Near Tandon tweeted out, you know who loves that folks like Aaron, and I don't know who Aaron is. I didn't, Doesn't matter. Uh, attack Dems all the time. You know who loves that they attack Dems all the time? Trump. And Justin Jackson responded. Uh, Near Tandon, by the way, exclusively speaks in rhetorical questions. Yeah, she's the fucking worst. She's the worst Democrat. She would have ended up being like chief of staff if Hillary won. Absolutely. One of the, genuinely one of the dumbest people alive. Uh, Justin Jackson responded to Near Tandon's tweet. WikiLeaks exposed you for wanting to take Libyan oil as a a payback for overthrowing their government. Libya is now a failed state and a terrorist hotbed. You're a warmonger. Voters voters rejected your ideology in 2016. So you know who likes you, Nira? Trump. You helped him get elected. And that's as concise as... And that is coming from an athlete. And I fucking love it. And then, yeah, uh, very... The times are changing if uh, NFL players are... uh, uh, tweeting like they're Hassan Piker or something. Um, and I also saw Nira's response to that where she said, uh, she's like, it wasn't WikiLeaks, although yes, it was in an email that I sent, but I've already said that I regretted it and then had to reply like, blocking soon because I'm getting a lot of abuse, which by the way is, <laughs> that is the uh, all of the centrist favorite thing in the world. He also- Is when they say something stupid and then complain that people are yelling at them. It's so funny every time. Did she uh, did she say anything about her menchies? Or did she just call them, oh, uh, R.I.P. my menchies? Get, 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 getting a lot of abuse. Uh, I, was, I was just... The email Justin Jackson was talking about, uh, near attended very clearly does say that uh, they have oil money. We don't have oil money. We're in a deficit. It's like, this works for all of us. It's just, just real awful stuff. Just real... Um, when people tell you that Medicare for all can't happen, these are the sorts of things because a, a, an oil war makes money, but making sure that your lymphoma is well treated does not make anyone money. So you know which one we do more of. It's cool. Um, By the way, yeah. can I can I can I just show you a perfect? Can oh I, no! Can I show you what a perfect thread of tweets looks like? <laughs> It, this is Mike. He's responded three times to something. All I see is uh, bullshit. He was just yelling at the yeah, and it's just every tweet in response. It's three tweets from Mike and like six block tweets. That's a, I'm an exaggerator. This is what I do. Oh god, I love it. Just uh, post that to Slack, and I'll make that the cover photo. I uh, Julia Ioff or or however her uh, name is. Um, she's the the one that uh, is friends with Richard Spencer and. Um, she tweeted an entire thing about how uh, she uh, had to hide being Jewish her whole life for fear of what people would say. And I said, I would also hide being Jewish from my very good friend, Richard Spencer. And then some guy posted like a quote from her where she talked about how this is some all big misunderstanding. And I said, bullshit. 
And then he goes, yeah, because a Jew would be friends with Nazis. Blocking in three, two, one. And I just, and I think I might have just gotten on another cut but where I told him to shut the fuck up. People who tell, to, uh, everyone thinks they wield so much power by blocking you. They don't. It's the coward's move. You got to mute. It's, uh, I, I forget who, uh. Whose whose tweet is it where they said uh, uh block is, is I think it's Wardell. They said uh, don't give uh, uh you should never block anyone because that gives your enemy content. <laughs> I my most recent block was by a Liz Warren supporter, and I just I I, I think I yelled at them for I was just like Liz Warren ceded way too much ground when she uh, did her Medicare for All plan. It was just like negotiating with two strikes at uh you know in in. Negotiating with two strikes, and this guy just started like getting back. He's like, it's it's uh, uh, it's actually, reasonable policy. It's like it's not a reasonable policy. It's fucking loser shit. Democrats always do. Just keep them scared for as long as Trump won on a wall that was gonna get paid for by Mexico, and everybody knew it was a lie. It's a very catchy phrase. It's, They're gonna pay for it. Yeah, it's uh, it got a good call and response. Yeah, and you can't do that with all the the wonk things, you know. All right, let's move on. Uh, we haven't done this one in a while because we've had uh, had guests, but uh, we're going to do some Dismal Tide Theater. We're going to read it back and forth with a man who's uh, very insistent on his his point of view, and I'm not sure he's entirely wrong. He just sounds like a complete fucking buffoon. Uh, and this is in regards to uh, Carson Wentz's injury-prone status. So would you like to read for The Fool or for uh, at Chris Tower CBS who's making another appearance on the Dismal Tide because he's, he's got good content. Chris Tide, he does. Um, would you like to be Chris Towers or would you like to be Chris Towers and company or the idiot Andrew Livingston? Andrew, at Andrew Liv. Uh, I'll be Chris Towers and, uh, and Jeff who is uh, the, uh, the, the guy who's uh, sort of pushing the conversation forward here. So go ahead, start running thumb. Really weird how many people are doing the Carson Wentz's injury prone thing on a day when an opposing player dove at his head while he was going to the ground but go for it guys. He is injury prone. You cannot be serious. He is. That's a fact whether you like it or not. Andrew, what is the mechanism by which someone who suffers a fractured vertebrae and torn ACL is also more prone to suffer a concussion than the average quarterback? One who constantly can't stay on the field and is constantly hurt when his team needs him. Best is what one would define as injury prone. You didn't answer the very straightforward question I asked, Andy. He can't stay healthy. He leaves his team so vulnerable in these sports. He lasted nine minutes. Nine. I think he meant spots. It just, this is a, a third person has entered. This is Sean. Just, yeah. Why didn't he avoid the 255-pound defensive end diving at the back of his head? Guy isn't a competitor. That's why. He's injury-prone and soft, whether you like it or not. Okay, Andrew. Eagles fan. Skins fan. Figures. Oh, I, I stepped on your line, but I don't think it matters. Uh, yeah, this this happens uh, a lot where guys get accused of being injury prone after getting like some freak injury or whatever. Or um, in this case, a dirty hit. Yeah, that was a dirty hit. Uh, injury prone is when someone like pulls their hamstring constantly. Right. Um, Sammy Watkins is injury prone. Yeah, shows uh, up on first down and doesn't play a single snap after that. Yeah, uh, uh, Aaron Ramsey is injury prone. He just picks up the same soft tissue injuries all the time. He yeah. just constantly has thigh problems. Yeah, somebody who tears their ACL, like there's not a lot you can do about that. No, like even the most healthy. Yeah, and, and, and concussions it doesn't take much. You only have to land wrong the one time. And concussions, especially like that, are clearly not like that's not a real like injury. It's a, obviously a serious no, injury. If but no it's not one like, hit you in the head, you would never get a concussion. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's not, I I would get tendonitis in my arms and elbows no matter what uh, what is going on because I am injury prone. I am just full of soft tissue uh, swelling and injuries, just full of them. Oh yeah, I um, you know, I I never believed that I was, and then uh, then once they started, they never stopped. It's it's also that thirty line, you know. Once you hit thirty, they happen. Yeah. Then you think again Sound of silver talk to me Makes you want to feel like a teenager Until you remember the feelings of A real life emotional teenager 
then you think again. Sound of silver, talk to me, makes you wanna feel like a teenager until you remember the feelings of a real life emotion. No teenager, then you think again. Sound of silver, talk to me, makes you wanna feel like a teenager until you remember the feelings of a real life emotion. No teenager, then you think again. You, uh, you sent me this video of Kevin Love. Um, His pissy pass is really good. Yeah. But, by the way, the, the Cleveland City Edition jerseys are basically just like the Goodyear logo. I didn't see them. I feel like that probably violates some sort. I know that they have it on the... It has, like, the, the wing, like the, like the Goodyear uh, uh, shoe does. But I don't know. I don't like it. The Kevin Love throwing the, ball, the, the pass at the end of the shot clock is so funny. It's just like the most furious wreck player you've ever seen. He just gets the ball and just, he, it's a fine pass. And the guy, it doesn't go out of bounds or anything, but he just like overhead throws it as hard as he can. And you can hear him just make, huh, stupid. I fucking hate this. This is dumb. And like, he's correct he, to be annoyed because he plays for the Cavaliers. NBA champion. Used to play with LeBron. And now look, yeah. used to play with Kyrie Irving. And now, you know. I don't know. They they find him a thousand dollars, which is I mean he makes thirty plus a year, so it's nothing. But it's the principle of the thing. Having fines would be a very weird thing, like especially in the workplace, because just like it wouldn't matter to me how much I was fined. Much like this, if if I got fined five dollars a work, it wouldn't like probably be relatively similar uh, net worth percentage wise, I suppose, to his thousand dollar fine. Just like in that, it's just a slap on the wrist. But like you don't need to be slapping me on the wrist. Like fuck you. Arsenal had fines uh, for for a lot of stuff, like basically to keep everybody in line. Like if you were late, you got fined, like a small amount. It'd be like, you know, fifty bucks. But uh, and and it was a per murder soccer's job to go collect from everybody, and that shows a guy who is a who is a, a leader because you need someone who is respected <laughs> to to be the guy who goes and collects the fines. Because, was he a player? Yeah. They had players collecting fines? What the fuck is he, that? He was the captain. And That's he, and so it was, weird. How is that his job? That me, is so let fucking me, weird. Let me pull up the that list. is the weirdest soccer thing you've ever said to me. These guys are out there. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that they're collecting fines on each other. Is there, like, a big union? Is there, like, a soccer union? Like, what's the deal with these guys? Um, I don't really know if the... Oh, this one's fake. Seems like that's immediate scab status. Imagine being the player. Imagine being the player who uh, Tom Coughlin tabs to be the fine yeah, collector. You, you see this uh, laminated sheet here that is clearly a picture that someone was not supposed to take. Uh, yeah, non-attendance of unused players at home matches without permission of the manager is a thousand pounds. So if if like you weren't in the eighteen, so like if you didn't even make the bench for that game, if if you didn't get permission, you had to, you have to be there all the same. Sure. So it's a thousand pounds if you don't. Uh, uh, Make it uh, late for training. Uh, fifteen minutes uh, is two fifty, uh, or, or under fifteen minutes is two fifty. Over fifteen minutes is five hundred. And again, with the conversion rate, that's probably more like. Uh, or at the time, especially with a stronger pr- pound pre Brexit, that probably would have been like seven hundred and fifty dollars. Um, late for treatment uh, slash massage is five hundred. Late for travel is five hundred. Is a uh, um, Late for match day meetings slash meals is two fifty. <laughs> Wrong kit on match day is a hundred. So make sure you put the right socks on. Don't be stupid. Just bring both kits with you, just in case. Inappropriate clothing outside dressing room is a hundred. Inappropriate or uh, outdoor shoes in the dressing room. Don't wear your fucking uh, uh, boots around getting mud everywhere on the good floor. <laughs> it's the good floor. We don't need all of these. We get the idea. General disrespect for the rules. Phone calls in the building, five hundred. Texting is allowed. Which uh, that, see, that's good. You can you can be on your phone, but do not answer a fucking phone call in, in the in the changing room. I think that should just be a life rule. There should we should get rid of phones and only texts. Non-production of urine sample for two consecutive weeks. And but just yeah, really dehydrated. All fines to be paid in cash to Permitter Soccer within seven days of being posted. 
if not posted within uh if if not paid within seven days, all fines will be doubled. Unbelievable. That, that was a twenty twelve, twenty thirteen uh uh player fines for at Arsenal. All right, what do we got? What's what's next in here? What do we got? Um, we got tweets about oh Chris Sims tweet. You want to read that one? I like the Chris Sims tweet. Uh, this, uh, he quotes it himself, but the first one was uh, interesting. The Peyton's game plan uh, game plan series of plays hasn't worked early on. Usually those are deadly. Let's see how he adjusts. But uh, live tweeting sporting events is who's it for? Great. Who's uh, it who's for? It for? I, oh, we all see what's happening. Everyone just sounds like Magic Johnson when they do it, but. He just goes, and we get our answer. Taysom Hill providing some juice. What a stud. Great legs and ass, too. I'm an ass man myself, so I respect this tweet. Taysom Hill, uh, I don't know. He's Mormon. He probably really wouldn't really appreciate uh, these comments. He had the game of his life, and they still lost. Taysom Hill's all, I love Taysom Hill. He's all action. Yeah, he's a... very like a lot of shades of Kaepernick the way they use him except it seems like he's not going to develop into a full quarterback no he can't really uh, I don't know how I don't know what his ceiling is but as a guy who can just do basically whatever you he's what Tim Tebow could have been if Tebow uh, gave a shit or, or bothered if he wasn't so committed to only being a starting quarterback if he couldn't just go go have fun out there that is my firmly held belief though that Taysom Hill is uh is who Tim Tebow could have been. And, but he decided to go play baseball instead. Where did he make all his money? Tons of advertising, I suppose, right? Uh, yeah, endorsement deals. Um, and now he's a, uh, and now he's a, a college football pundit. And goes yeah, and, that's uh, a good job. Oh, yeah. and then, Make and, me a pundit. Yeah, and, and he gets to sit there and talk about how the players don't need money. Mm-hmm. They have God. God has us. God has us. Yeah, some of us, uh, some of us are not Heisman winners. Some of us don't have anything to cash in. Got no clout. Mm, what else happened in the Twitter world this year or this week? Sorry, not this year. I guess this year. It is the sixth of January. This is uh, we are podcast fans a week, so we can say this year. Well, uh, Richard Sherman calling out everybody who called his deal a bad deal. Uh, that doesn't make it not a bad deal. He just happened to hit he, all he of hit, the yeah. uh, the stipulations he made like an extra two million dollars because he made second team all pro go richard um yeah but it is nice for him he gets he feels vindicated he feels great it's worked out for him i guess he knew he still had it and he still had it. it was probably still a bad deal but he was just like calling out individual players. He's like, "Yeah, still a bad deal now, bitch." Like Joe, Joe, Joe Thomas, you're a lifelong Bengal or a Brown now. Like, good job. Well, I made three extra million dollars, and you're still on the Browns. <laughs> hey, TurboTax is telling me that e file is available. Absolutely not. I'm I'm out. Let me tell you. Let me tell everybody right now. Out on TurboTax. TurboTax made the news. This time last year, once everybody realized that it's impossible to file for free, even though they advertise an ability to file for free, there's just like, there's no way to do it. They always prompt you to pay $30, which $30 to get your taxes done, whatever. But they, uh, uh, but I had a slight complication with my taxes last year where, I'm going to say this in as few words as possible because uh, it could be tedious otherwise. The, uh, some of us uh, just didn't cancel our health insurance, but just stopped paying for it. Now, Fidelis Care, uh, they, uh, I called them up and asked about this, and they said, well, the state sent us the subsidy for the last month of that before you canceled, so uh, that's not our problem. It's your problem to call and cancel. So, yes, you owe that money back to the state. So, I owed, uh, I don't know, roughly 100 and whatever my package was i don't remember doesn't matter point is i owed the state in new york money because they already paid out uh my subsidy to the health insurance company and that made it so the turbo tax just couldn't they were they were they wanted me to pay for their like 95 dollar package because i needed to fill out one more form that involved that sort of that health insurance so, and by the way uh, Medicare for all would prevent all of this, and I would have gotten a full tax return last year. And I would have saved the money on uh, many other ways. 
The only old stories I want to do are two about uh, Lamar Jackson, very quickly. Anyway, I'm going to get a tax return this year for the first time in like three years, and it's going to be cool. I better, anyway. I, we'll think, see. I don't think I've had one in two years. Um, in, I believe, yeah, March 19th, 2019, uh, the NFL, official NFL uh, Twitter account posted, name a better quarterback running back duo, and it was a picture of Lamar Jackson with uh, Mark Ingram, and uh, NFL writer Matt Miller at NFL Draft Scout said, in no particular order, and then he listed at least a dozen running back, wide, uh, running back quarterback duos that he found to be better, to which... Uh, nine months later, on December 28th, Mark Ingram went back and found this Matt Miller tweet listing all of the better running back quarterback <laughs> duos and and said, we keep them receipts. And then another Raven, Willie Sneed, uh, commented that they switched up quick. And it's just very funny how, oh, I'm sorry. And then Mark Andrews said the best, he, uh, the real trump card of all this, talking again about Matt Miller. Uh, Mark Andrews, tight end for the Ravens, said, "This the same dude knocked me for ha- having type one diabetes. He's a joke." <laughs> and somebody posted his uh, NFL draft grades, and he absolutely did. Uh, editor's note: There was a former version of this si- slide that listed type one diabetes as a negative without further explanation. We regret the initial <laughs> framing; it should have provided more context if raising this as a potential draft consideration. Because yeah, he won't have health insurance if he's playing for the Ravens, like. Get out of here. We're hearing more and more stories about people's inability to access insulin. Now, given the given the average NFL player's salary and health care, this might not be an issue, but it's impossible to say for sure. Okay, and the, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about was this article released uh, the day after Christmas on Boxing Day. Um, it is titled, Letter. Instead of gifting Rolexes, Lamar Jackson should have given money to charity. It is from the Baltimore Sun. It is a one-paragraph long story. It is as follows. It's a a letter to the editor, I believe. Uh, Written by Karen Price. The holiday season was in full swing with high hopes for the Ravens. And when I read that Lamar Jackson gifted Rolexes to his offensive line, so disappointing that in an age where professional athletes are making an insane amount of money, he couldn't have donated to charities and done it in the name of his offensive line, then treated his teammates to dinner. Those players can all afford their own Rolexes, so it is very discouraging that someone didn't give him a little guidance. It just flaunts the same amount of money they make and don't know what to do with. Sorry, Lamar, I'm not such a big fan now. Karen Price. Never were a fan. Zero percent chance. That's my food, baby. There's your food. Well, that's the show. And the show. I'm going to end the show. Well, I would also say that giving your offensive line Rolexes is the gift quarterbacks give. So... This is uh, very uh, nitpicky, and I'm going to go ahead and say uh, racially motivated. But I don't have to tell you that. Lamar Jackson and his hip-hop style quarterback play have been the just a thorn in the side of uncles everywhere, and they're sick of it, and so is uh, uh, Karen Price, which is a shame that they can't enjoy it. I don't know. Look, maybe professional sports one day will just be 10,000 Brandon Nimmo's sprinting to first on a walk. But until then, uh, Lamar Jackson is what you got, so enjoy it. Also, to just assume that like any star professional athlete is lacking in charity donations is probably pretty crazy because those teams are, that is one of those things those teams are really on top of. Yeah, I think they make you do it. So like, just and, and listen, I'm all for charities and stuff, but like, shut the fuck up a little bit. Yeah. All right, that's this week. That's this week. Uh, this has been the Dismal Tide. I'm at Brendy Big Bucks. Brendo Big Bucks. Damn it. I'm at Brendo Big I Bucks. I tried to make you do Brendy and you wouldn't do it. He's at Mega Clang. That's oh. correct. Uh, yeah. See you in a week. Bye bye.
Pepsi. 